So right now we are mainly doing two big things in our harvest team in this point in the year. Right now is the time to be doing a lot of pest management. So City Fruit advocates for people to be bagging and netting their fruit trees. Netting can be purchased at local nurseries, including Swanson's, Magnolia, and Sky Nursery, or online. For bagging, we recommend like wet wax paper bags that are like six by seven inches and twist ties to just tie around the little fruitless after you send them. And doing that will really help ensure that our harvest is protected from all these other little creatures that enjoy the fruit just as much as we do. Coddling moth and apple maggot fly are two really big insects that have been wreaking havoc on fruit growers all across Washington. And we are also looking for more people to enroll their trees in our harvest program. Most of our harvest comes from just folks who might have like two or three trees in their backyard. That plum can produce like 300 pounds of fruit each year. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. City Fruit harvests and stewards urban fruit trees to support sustainable and equitable access to fruit. It's an independent nonprofit started in 2008 when Gail Savina organized volunteers who were interested in trying to redirect Seattle's excess fruit from waste. Many people did not know how to go about sharing excess fruit, and community members were not aware that they could harvest from public orchards. City Fruit began to build a community by harvesting and sharing fruit with all and sharing knowledge of the stewardship and promise of fruit trees as sustainable food resource in our community. Today, they help tree owners and community orchardists grow healthy fruit, provide assistance in harvesting and preserving the fruit, promote the equitable sharing of extra fruit with neighbors, and work to protect public fruit trees. They make a holistic approach to the work and have programs from education and outreach to tree care and harvest. They advocate for equitable food policy and sustainable orchard care and food practices. City Fruit now has access to over 7,000 fruit trees and vines across public and private lands in and around Seattle. Annually, they harvest 25 to 45,000 pounds of diverse fruit across King County and work in partnership with hundreds of individual tree owners and more than 35 organizations to harvest, promote, and distribute fruit and fruit-based foods. They recognize urban fruit trees are valuable They recognize urban fruit trees are valuable community resource and work in partnership with individual, government, and small business stakeholders, as well as community groups, public spaces, human service organizations, educational institutions to care for and utilize fruit trees in our communities and food system. Their hope is that these fruit trees can continue to provide food for future generations. If you're not from the Seattle area, they recommend you still register your tree in case they can get to your area. Also, check out the National Gleaning Project, which is on their webpage at cityfruit.org. Food inflation has hit Seattle pretty hard. Food inflation here is some of the worst that it is all around the country. Food insecurity has remained at high levels since the beginning of the pandemic. We're talking with Bennett Walks, who is the Harvest and Public Stewardship Program Director, and also Tiade Gill, who is the Education and Volunteer Programs Manager 
for City Fruit. Tell us about City Fruit, Bennett. Thanks for having us on, Lori. City Fruit's mission is to put Seattle's urban orchard to its best and most full use so that everyone in our community can share the value that is the tasty fruit that exists here. So we harvest from public orchards and private trees just in folks' backyards all around Seattle. Each year we harvest around 35,000 to 45,000 pounds of fruit. And that harvest of fruit is then distributed to food banks and meal programs within a two-mile radius of the harvest site to ensure that hypo-local fruit is available for all members of our communities. We also hold fruit for all pop-up stands throughout the city in areas that don't have easy access to fresh and available produce to provide free fruit directly to the public. Last year, we served roughly 1,400 individuals and families across Seattle through 20 events where we just were tabling in communities and giving out fruit. In addition, we provide tree care year-round, and we offer services such as mulching, pruning, and pest management by ensuring the trees are healthy year-round. City fruit increases the health and sustainability of local fruit trees and ensuring that they produce quality fruit for our harvest each year. I love that. And you had mentioned that you're gearing up. So what are you gearing up for? We are gearing up for our harvest this year. This harvest comes at kind of an important time in our local food system. As I'm sure all of y'all know, food inflation has hit Seattle pretty hard. Food inflation here is some of the worst that it is all around the country. Food insecurity has remained at high levels since the beginning of the pandemic. And that with the combination of just these past few months, there was the expiration of SNAP benefits that were boosted during the pandemic and are now reduced back to their like pre-pandemic rates. Inventory is down at a lot of food banks and the need for fresh fruit is at an all-time high. And we're coming off of a year last year where we had an abnormally cold spring, which deeply impacted our harvest. There were people who we would like harvest 300 pounds from their plum tree each year. And last year we would get like 150, if any fruit from them at all. So we're really hoping to bounce back, make sure that we are doing our best to meet the needs of our communities all around the Seattle area. So right now we are mainly doing two big things in our harvest team in this point in the year. Right now is the time to be doing a lot of pest management. So City Fruit advocates for people to be bagging and netting their fruit trees. Netting can be purchased at local nurseries, including Swanson's, Magnolia, and Sky Nursery, or online. For bagging, we recommend like wet waxed paper bags that are like six by seven inches and twist ties to just tie around the little fruit list after you thin them. And doing that will really help ensure that our harvest is protected from all these other little creatures that enjoy the fruit just as much as we do. Coddling moth and apple maggot fly are two really big insects that have been wreaking havoc on fruit growers all across Washington. And we are also looking for more people to enroll their trees in our harvest programs. Most of our harvest comes from just folks who might have like two or three trees in their backyard. A plum can produce like 300 pounds of fruit each year. Yeah, so I was like in the city fruit office the other week making jam and it was like an all day affair. It took me like eight hours and I got through maybe like 
10 pounds of fruit to make like 10 jars of jam. So 300 pounds is a lot of fruit, definitely more than a family can go through in like one harvest season. Our like residents just like all around Seattle who have extra fruit and are like excited about sharing them with their neighbors are really important for like the health of our harvest program. We're looking for tree owners all around Seattle, Imburian, Shoreline, and we're also expanding to Kirkland in Bellevue as well. So if people have trees in their backyard that they're just wanting to have us come by and harvest once the fruit is ripe, they can go on our website, which is cityfruit.org and enroll in our harvest program. When you reached out to me, that drew me to want to do an interview with you because When I was raising my kids, I lived on this little mini farm and we had all these trees. We ate the plums and the apples, but we couldn't possibly eat it all. And I thought if people knew there was a place, they might be more excited and willing to go, hey, we can donate too. So Tiade, education and volunteer program manager. So I want to hear about both about education and also about how people can volunteer. So I think one of the big things that we identified pretty early on in the organization's life was that people are really excited to share excess fruit and be part of that harvest and distribution process that Bennett mentioned. But also a big piece is trying to support community members in learning how to steward fruit trees so that if they have a tree in their backyard and want to maintain the health of that tree in order to have productive harvest. They um, feel like they have the skill set to be able to do so. But also too, even if folks don't have fruit trees in their front or backyard, encouraging folks to learn and and be involved in the stewardship process for public fruit trees as well. So for folks that aren't aware, orchards in Seattle is, we're just very fortunate to have a good deal of them. And a lot of them come with pretty interesting histories. So a lot of the fruit trees that we have in our city, again, in public spaces were planted before heavy urbanization began. And so oftentimes these orchards are remnants from farms. Great example that I I like to kind of talk about that shows kind of the diversity of these orchards is an example being in Bellevue, the Holy Cross Orchard was the site of an old farm before Bellevue was converted from country farmland into city. And so the orchard is a non-city public green space. So it's actually owned and cared for by the church, but the church has decided that the space is really important and that they want to be able to have this be something that community members can enjoy both as a place to spend time, but also as a source of food, you know, where people can come and and feel like they can harvest from the trees there. But then you also have public orchards along places like the Burt Gilman, which people oftentimes know of as, you know, the bike path that goes through a, a pretty significant portion of North Seattle, connects quite a number of neighborhoods. But it also is a great example of a linear orchard. So something that can span several miles and be really integrated into the urban landscape. So I think a big part of our education programming is really trying to share awareness of the orchards that exist in the city and just how fortunate we are to have these as part of our cityscape, but also to teaching about how can we take care of these fruit trees and what are some of the the skills that community members can begin to develop by coming out and volunteering with us throughout the season or taking some of the workshop courses that we have. In terms of volunteering, as Bennett mentioned, harvest season is definitely comes pretty quickly and um, is just loaded with fruit. 
And so any community members that are interested in helping us harvest that fruit, we have a lot of harvest opportunities in public orchards, usually in July through October. Um, that's kind of heavy apple season as well as plum season as well. But we also have other volunteer opportunities too for folks that are looking for a volunteer opportunity that's a little bit more flexible and also that kind of can give them a little bit of that experience with harvest and working in a food system. So we have a program that's called our Neighborhood Ambassador Program. We welcome any community members that would like to get experience harvesting. We train them through the harvest process, get them the um, equipment that's needed to do harvest. And then they actually work pretty closely with our harvest team to identify homes in their neighborhood, kind of nearby where they live, that have registered their trees with us. And then they're actually the community member that will go and harvest from those houses. So not only do our neighborhood ambassadors really do a lot to expand the capacity of our organization because we're able to have additional people harvesting from homes, but we also hope it's a great educational opportunity for folks that are trying to learn a little bit more about what goes into harvest and distribution of our local fruit. So those are kind of the major ways right off the top of my head for harvest specifically. But of course, we also have tree care that ranges throughout the seasons as well. So winter pruning, summer pruning, we have other orchard maintenance tasks that range from like mulching to like pest management, as Bennett mentioned. Tell me about your workshops. Are they online, in person? How do you do those? Our workshops, we do them in person. And oftentimes we try and spread them out across different public orchards in the city. So hopefully the aim is that people from South uh, neighborhoods don't have to travel too far. Most of the time when we're scheduling workshops, we're also working with our local orchard stewards. So the community members that help take care of fruit trees in these public spaces. We also try and work with them to make sure that if we're bringing a group to do some learning, that they can also do a little bit of service learning as well. So trying to find community orchards that have identified a need, like do they need help with pruning, and then partnering that with an education opportunity so that community members can come and learn. And then in terms of the workshops themselves, we aim whenever possible to have them be free because that is something that we want to be accessible is encouraging folks to come and learn about fruit trees, but making that information as easy for folks to get as possible. But we also do always welcome donations for folks that have the ability to do so, but it's never a requirement to participate in the workshops. So are you just in King County? That's a really good question. Given sort of the challenges that we had our last harvest season, we are trying to expand just the area that we serve. Last year, we were mostly doing just around Seattle, and we have a few public orchards that we steward all throughout the greater Seattle area. That includes, we just planted an orchard at McAuliffe Park in Kirkland. Holy Cross in Bellevue, like Tiara mentioned, is another space where we work really closely with the orchardists who are stewarding the public land there. So because we like already have a presence in some of the public spaces in these cities, we are now starting to do outreach to also recruit some more residential tree owners as well to get involved in getting more fruit into our local food systems. So right now we are currently harvesting from as south as like Burien, all the way up to as north as Shoreline. And we go out to Bellevue and Kirkland, but we really do recommend, even if you aren't in those areas, to still go on our website.
website and enroll your tree in our harvest program. There are some years where we travel for farther out when there's like not as much fruit here in the city. And we're also always looking to increase the number of communities that we're able to serve. So even if we can't get to you this harvest season, like we will do our best to try to get there in the future. Awesome. And I heard you talking about making jam. So when you bring in the fruit, what happens to it? Our first priority when we're harvesting is to get the fruit to food banks and meal programs first. We've got over 30 food bank and meal programs that we partner with across the city. And we're always working to expand that. If there are any listeners that um, are in a elementary school, um, for example, that needs um, additions to their snack program, or if you work for a shelter or a center that serves youth or has clients that could benefit from that, we're always open to collaborating and kind of building out our partnerships. That's always kind of the first stop. However, because we want to honor food dignity. So we want to make sure that the fruit that we're sharing with our community partners is great quality, is a good size for folks to be able to to eat and also isn't going to have problems with like pest damage. We also have to think about ways to utilize some of the fruit that's not going to be the quality that could go to some of those partners. So that's where our diversion partners come in. We have partnerships with different like restaurants and bakeries and cideries. They'll take fruit that's sometimes like overripe or if it's too buggy for us to, again, be able to donate, then sometimes they're able to take that and process it into cider. And a great example that I like to share is another great organization in the city is Fair Start. And they are much larger than us, so they have a little bit of extra capacity. But they actually took, I think a couple of years ago, about 3,000 pounds of apples. And then were able to process that with their team into about 11,000 servings of applesauce. These kinds of interorganizations partnerships also allow us to make great use of fruit that otherwise can't be eaten fresh due to different quality issues, but is still a great product when it ends up being cooked or or otherwise processed. So that's kind of what happens with some of that fruit that, again, can't immediately be donated. And it also gets used for different like educational events too. So we've been trying to develop more opportunities for community members to cook and bake with us. So again, trying to work with different community groups and like youth groups that are looking for opportunities to get their kids involved about like food system education and also just excited about different cultural recipes that they might know about how to use this fruit. Really trying to find ways to plug in with them and seeing if there's a way that we can do cooking education workshops and getting people to, again, kind of see public orchards, see what's growing in these spaces, and then feel like they have the ability to harvest and then process or use that fruit for themselves. What feels really wonderful about the process that we're hoping to do sort of within the organization is that picking fruit isn't for everyone. And even if you like don't have a tree or it's like going out in the summer and picking fruit isn't something that sounds exciting to you, there's still like opportunities for you to participate in our local food system because we're trying to get down to like a more circular process where community members are involved at like every stage of our food production. I just read an article. They rated all of the states in the U.S. and who had the best, most, there was criteria of fresh food. Portland was one and Seattle came in sixth place and the whole United States 
And it's pretty amazing too, the number of like community gardens that we have in the city and also to just very broadly in the U.S., but also internationally, just the number of gleaning organizations that are doing the great work of identifying places where food's being grown in urban spaces, but also to identifying places where we can bridge gaps where, if you know, there's food being grown and produced, but there's not the ability for all of that fruit to be harvested, or if there's not necessarily a, a way to get that food to a location where it can be used, a lot of these gleaning organizations are seeing that as a place to step in and help make that happen. It really does feel like there's a lot of yeah organizations and people that are finding this to be again, as Bennett mentioned, like particularly important with like inflation and particularly with COVID, we were seeing a lot of issues with like supply chain and workers being able to continue to be supported um, in the work that they were doing on farms. So it's really encouraging to see that there's a lot of people that are identifying this as important and, and continuing to to try and, and do what they can. Before we go, I want to know, I always ask this, what brought you to this work? As a young person, I grew up with like an existential dread around like climate change and environmental destruction. I think that led me to get really involved with like climate organizing, a lot more, I guess, political mobilization. But I think at some point, I think I found how like meaningful and transformational it feels to be able to work on a small scale in terms of providing for and caring for your community. And I don't think there's like a better way to do that than with food. Food is something that brings us together both in like the act of eating it and also producing it. Some of like the most meaningful communities I found here in Seattle have been just those out in the garden with people like digging through dirt and like pulling through weeds. I just think all of the relationships behind this work between us, and the plants that we're interacting with and the communities that we're serving feels really intimate and really lovely. And Tiare? Yeah, I would definitely echo what Bennett mentioned. I feel like the kind of folks that are involved in this kind of work are very nurturing and it's just usually a very welcoming space where folks are really happy to share their own backgrounds and where they've come from and also the knowledge that they've gained along the way. I first came to City Food as a graduate intern and so I did a lot of learning when I first joined the team and I feel like a lot of the community orchardists that I was working with at the time were again just really happy to take me under their wing and tell tell me about how they got started with the work what they know of the space and what they've been learning along the way as well. So it's just been really rewarding to get to be in community with these folks, continue to work alongside them. I guess also too, I am originally from Hawaii, so I'm actually from out of state, but I had the the privilege and the pleasure of getting to work with a lot of community organizers back home that do a lot of like ecosystem restoration and conservation work back home in Hawaii, but also I'm learning everywhere, environmental conservation and the work that goes into that is oftentimes tied back to how we as people use land. Growing food, as Bennett mentioned, is a very personal and intimate process. And I feel like a lot of our own personal identity and cultural identities come out in that process. And so it feels like 
even though my background is in environmental conservation work, it always somehow kind of loops back to food production, people's relationships with food and how they see themselves in the gardens. So it's been, yeah, really interesting kind of seeing how uh, a lot of my work has taken me here, but it's been a wonderful journey. Bennett mentioned having folks sign up for the harvest program. Just wanted to like uh, let folks know that there's no requirement or commitment for folks that do sign up their fruit trees with us. So we try our best to understand a little bit more about kind of the fruit trees at, at people's spaces and what our capacity is for helping to harvest from that. But if you have a lower fruit production year, or if you've decided after all that you'll be using the fruit in different ways, there's no commitment to that. So you can always let us know that, hey, you know, I registered my tree with you, but I'd like to hold, like, please don't come and harvest it this year. So just want to let people know that if you do register your tree with us, it's always an ongoing discussion. And so City Fruit always makes sure to get permission from fruit tree owners before we start to schedule a harvest or before that that starts to happen. Additionally, too, for folks that have the ability or are interested in harvesting the fruit from their trees themselves, we also welcome folks to harvest through our UPIC program, which is where community members can harvest the fruit themselves and then leave the bags of fruit like at a spot in their front yard. So sometimes people leave it on their front porch or kind of somewhere tucked along the side. And that's a great way to also support the harvest program and that it kind of expedites our ability to, to reach homes, but is also still a great way to share excess fruit that you might have. That's also a great way to get involved with the harvest program too. Going off of what Tiare just said, there is a constant communication between us and the residents who we're picking fruit from. Someone from the harvest team will be reaching out around like two weeks before the fruit comes to ripen with sort of asking about scheduling and when like a good time would be to come by and pick up and pick your fruit. So there are like several opportunities for residents throughout Seattle to sort of give us our input. I know that like fruit trees can be like 20 to 30 feet tall and sometimes we need to bring like 10 foot ladders and pickers and other times like families want like us to leave the low fruit on the lowest branches just there for them to enjoy throughout the summer. So we are like flexible with how we are approaching harvesting the tree and are really like willing and excited about like centering the needs of the folks who live with the tree as well. We're talking with Bennett and Tiare with City Fruit. That's cityfruit.org. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks so much, Lori. Hi, I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we talk with leaders who are making a difference. 